everyone. Thank you for listening to the Wildlife Command Center podcast. I am your host, Chris Starr, and this is your podcast for everything wildlife, nuisance wildlife, and Wildlife Command Center related. On this episode, it's a solo episode, I go into detail on Daniel, Damnatious Daniel, my Jack Merlin's latest escapades, including him getting himself injured. Not that exciting. I mean, exciting in the fact that it was not great. It was stressful. So I'll talk about that for you guys. And then I'll do a personal 2022 goals recap and talk about how I set my goals what I failed at last year. You know, I talked about that a little bit a few days ago with Chance. And so now I'll just kind of go into my personal aspects on everything and what I'm going to focus on in 2022 and how I plan to achieve those goals. I really appreciate you guys listening. If you could please hit that subscribe button or follow depending on what platform you're listening to and give us an awesome review. Five stars, please. And iTunes, you can actually leave us a nice little review with some English language words or other language if you're listening to it in some other country. That would be sweet. Maybe there's auto-translate. That would be <laughs> that would be awesome. So really appreciate you guys. Thanks again for listening. And before I start the episode, I have some awesome news for you. I am locking down a discount code for you guys for the Wildlife Command Center coffee. And then I know <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm shilling my own brand. I am a little bit, but I have also taste tested it against other coffees. It's straight up better than that big one that's green with a mermaid on the cover and those dudes from Holland with the windmill on their logo <laughs> and it's blue. It is better than that. I cold brew mine personally. So very, very soon, I'm going to be getting a discount code for you guys that you can put in the coupon bar when you're checking out for Wildlife Command Center Coffee. So it's at buywcc.com. That will be coming soon. I'll keep you updated on it. As soon as I know, I'll let you all know. Thanks, guys. Now let's get into that episode. Howdy, howdy, everybody. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm going to go into my 2022 goals for the year, as well as my failures and successes for 2021 on this episode. But first, let's get a little spicy news and an update on Damnatious Daniel. So he's doing pretty well. We're catching birds just about every time out. I would say nine out of 10 flights we're catching. Some of them not so stylish, some of them in great style. I mean, waiting on one to 300 feet, you know, his average is about 150 to 200. It's pretty badass. You know, that's not super high for a falcon, but he's also tiny. He's tiny. We can't forget. He's a hundred, he flies at 131 grams. <laughs> he's a minuscule little dude. So we are out there being pretty successful. I don't post a lot of them anymore just because I, I don't know. I just go out and I have my fun. We're extremely successful as far as birds of prey are concerned. We're catching 90% of the time. I mean, in all honesty, like if I ran the numbers, if I kept track, it's probably higher than that, but no big deal. But a few days ago, Daniel flew head first 
and wing first into barbed wire. It was pretty rough later, right? At first, he continued flying like it was no big deal. And I'm like, oh, I heard it. I was probably 200 yards away, maybe 150. And I heard a twang. I'm like, oh, snap. He really flew the frick into that thing. And sure enough, he hit the barbed wire fence. Oh my goodness, freaking barbed wire. Oh, it gives me such a headache. It probably gives him a bigger headache, poor guy. Part of it was his head and his wing. So he hit the fence and then kept on chasing the bird that he was chasing. Yeah, it was bonkers. And he, he flew a little, chased it down a ways along the fence line and then landed on this cattle guard, like a gate, you know? So I was like, okay, well, he kept flying. It must not be that bad. He made that sound, but he kept going. So I just kind of kept pushing out in the field, trying to get birds up, seeing if he would take flight again. And then, you know, after about five minutes, I walked back over to him, you know, just to check up on him. I'm like, okay, he's not flying. He usually should have taken flight by now. Let's go take a peek. And uh, I get over to him and I see blood on his wing and his foot from his wing. And like the feathers on his head are a little ruffled. I'm like, oh no, you poor guy. So I get his food out, call him over to me. He sidesteps on the cattle gate a few times and then he does eventually fly over and oh, there's just blood pouring out of the tip of his wing and like it splashed everywhere as he was flying over to me. Oh man, I started to, you know, low key, kind of freak out. Freaking out, kind of low key. Oh, jeez. And I could see it on his head. His head got, it looked like he literally took a barbed wire. You know how close those things are to each other? They're like freaking five inches apart. He took a barb to the dome. Oh, thankfully it did not just like impale in his head. He could have died. Daniel, you could have died. And to his wingtip, right on the tip of his wing. It had to have hit an artery. I mean, or vein. But I say that because that cut did not clot for an hour. It was bleeding. Oh my goodness. But the fact that he flew right after the event and then about five minutes later over to my glove means that nothing was broken. Like there was no hitch in his wing, in his wing beat. He was holding it a little weird, his alula, which is, it's kind of like their thumb, if their thumb were feathers, Right it allows for split second movements like in their dives. Basically, that's what their Alula is for in Falcons. It was sitting a little weird, you know, and so what I did was got him to eat his full meal and got him back to the truck, got his hood on, his poor little scratched up head. And, oh, geez, this thing is just, I might have <laughs> exaggerated a little bit. It wasn't like pouring, pouring blood. But it was consistent. It was a consistent drip. It was, oh man, most of it. So it was on the underside of his wing, right? And that sits up against their breast feathers. Most of the blood was getting caught up and like absorbed by his breast feathers. But slowly it was dripping down his wing. So I couldn't really tell just how much blood was coming out. But it was a lot and one of the ways I know that is like on his way, on our way home, he was shivering. That's for blood loss. That is from a lack of fluidity. It's from a lack of hydration. He's not able to keep himself warm. So this poor little guy, 
Uh, I get him home, get him looked at. One of my good friends is an animal doctor. She's a veterinarian. And she was able to give me some tips over the phone on what to do. And so I took some wet paper towel and smudged while he was hooded and still perched. Basically, because with a tiny falcon, you want to be as least invasive as you can possibly be because they stress so easily. Like if it was, I mean, all falcons stress more than hawks as far as being handled. But if it was a larger falcon, it's a little more forgiving. But a little falcon, they just, they're so high stress. You know what I mean? They got to be. They got to be to survive in the wild being. Tiny little scrumptious morsels for everything. So I was able to smudge like some of the blood away to kind of see what we were working with, as well as realizing, you know, about an hour in that it did indeed clot up. So thank God, because I was stressed out. Oh man, my stomach was in knots. I live a pretty low stress lifestyle. And so <laughs> when I get stressed, it's a big deal. Oh man, poor little guy. So we're able to get him fixed up as well as started on antibiotics a few days later. And now he's a few days into that antibiotics. And so the good news is he is, we call it pumping, but like, so when he's excited, they flap their wings really fast. That's like when they're doing things in the wild that excite them, so to speak, like catching birds to feed themselves. They're almost always pumping their wings. And so he's been flapping just fine on his perch. You know, when I approach with food, he's very excited and happy for that. And I haven't looked at the wing since then, I've been leaving it be. He's been getting his antibiotics twice a day. I raised his weight probably at least 10 grams. Again, I'm being as least invasive as possible. Some people are going to say, Chris, you didn't clean the wound. It's fine. That thing bled like crazy. So it would have bled out any nastiness that was getting in there, as well as his head, totally fine. Didn't actually, to my knowledge, I didn't see any blood on his head. That was just a scrape. So thankfully the head situation was good. The wing all bloodied out. So he's on antibiotics for about a week. And then, so uh, the last few days of that seven days since we started him on antibiotics, which was 36 hours after it happened, that's just when I was able to go pick up the stuff up, I think. No, it was 24. Yeah, we got, yeah, it was 24. It was the, he was injured at like the evening flight. I fed him that night, fed him again the next morning to like to boost his weight, to raise his condition so that it's easier for him to heal himself up. And he doesn't feel as stressed to eat, like to go hunt rather over the next few days. So he's just chill, chill and chillaxed on the perch. So let me see. I think in two more days, then I'll start to drop his weight and bring him down to be able to fly again. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that I needed to talk about on that front. Nope, don't think so. So he's just fine. My goodness, he lost a lot of feathers on that. So he, he, should, be, he should be growing in those adult feathers and looking a lot more mature over the next week or so as he fills in those gaps. Poor little dude. Thankfully, no flight feathers were injured in the making of this story. Thank goodness. I mean, he would just grow them back, but you know what I'm talking about. 
Alrighty. So now let's kind of move on to part two, the more in-depth aspect of what I wanted to talk about, which is my 2021 successes and failures and my 2022 targets, my 2022 goals. So step one, basically it was like I had monetary health and fitness, and then I had hunting goals. The first one was invest $30,000. I did not hit that goalpost, <laughs> but I was close. I got about half of that, you know? So I'm pretty proud of that number, you know what I mean? Most of that is in crypto, like true cryptocurrencies or stable coins. I talked a little bit about that on my last podcast. And so another target is to breach six figures, gross income for myself. Did not do that. We had some hiccups as well as I focused way too much on flying my bird, which sounds a little weird. Like, Chris, shouldn't you totally focus on flying your bird? Yeah, sort of. But he does not need to fly two times a day, which is what I was doing. You know, he can like achieve his contentedness, be completely happy in life just flying once a day, let's say. You know, a hunt lasts about anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes while we're out there. And he is a flapping son of a gun. So he gets out all of his energy, expends everything that he needs to do. And so, you know, I touch on that to say I hit one of my other targets, which was with Daniel catching over 200 head of birds. I surpassed that easily, easily. I stopped counting, I'll be honest with you. But I averaged two birds a day for four months and, you know, run those numbers. Oh, geez. And, and it was in fine style too. And so, and fine style is what falconers call waiting on from a decent pitch. And so, and then coming in and stooping and catching the birds in the stoop. That's what we would call hunting in fine style. And he freaking did that. And this is my first long wing, my first falcon that I've hunted and been successful in, quote, fine style. And we we did it, you know what I mean? So I will, I'm not going to go through a full run through of these goals of like my old versus the new. I'm going to split them up and like jump back and forth between the two. So I say that to say I did put that time and effort into my bird hunting twice a day, every single day for months. But other things suffered, you know, balance is hard to achieve in certain areas in life. And so since I did do that, I accomplished the goal. I freaking did it. I had probably the second most badass Merlin in the entire state behind my Merlin mentor who has the most badass Merlin, but he basically just works in the summer so that he can fly his birds all winter. He makes enough money in the summer months so that he can fly all the winter months. So he's able to fly his birds twice a day and they rip. So I am completely content just flying my dude once a day this whole season. You know, I'm still getting the same awesome, badass, fine style flights out of him. And we're just going once a day in the afternoon. So in the mornings, I can focus on this podcast, which has been a goal for mine for years. 
You heard about that when I was talking to Michael about it a few days ago. It's years and years and years I've been trying to do this. No, not trying. Well, yeah, yeah, trying. What I said two pod episodes ago is that trying implies failure, and that's what I was doing. I was just trying. I was just allowing for there to be failure, and I was not doing it. I was not doing, as Yoda says, do or do not. There is no try. But we finally got this thing going, guys, and I really like doing it. Thank you again for listening. You guys rock. So this year focusing my mornings on getting episodes up, staying healthy, and I'll touch on that here in a bit, and focusing on my work so I can hit the target. One of my other targets that I missed last year that I want to hit this year is for my office location to gross $500,000. I can absolutely do that. 100%. I've been close to that in Reno. In Reno, is tiny compared to Sacramento, right? I can 100% get this office to where it needs to be. I want to gross 500,000 in this year. So I'm going to focus on that. You know, if you listen to the chance episode, I also need to bring on a full-time employee. And so over the next two months, I'm going to be looking for and then start training up a new guy or gal to get this puppy rolling steady. So by the time our busy season starts, which is kind of April, you know, the bats start trickling in around March. And so the busy season is just about April. And then we are slammed from April till I would say October. I would say October. And I need somebody to cover for me when I go elk hunting. You know what I mean? I really, really need that. (laughs) So we're going to get person out here and we're going to get them started and they're going to make buttloads of money as well. So what's more important for me to achieve this year is less myself hitting six figures and more so the company hitting that $500,000 gross mark. So it's more like spread the love, spread the wealth. You know, I do love what I do, but I want to move more into a media type role for the company. And as well as sharing my knowledge and teaching others to do what I do, I've made amazing amounts of money doing this, squandered it because I was a young freaking idiot. I've made almost six figures. I've made right up to that cusp of six figures. And you know, that's a big target for everybody. A lot of people would be happy with 50, 60. And uh, I'll be honest, I probably would want to hit, I talked about it with Chance, the last podcast with Chance, 70 to 80. But What's more important to me is getting the company to that mark and getting another badass employee with us so that I can get them rocking and rolling, get them making bunches of money, and then I can start to do more podcasts, more professional podcasts, as well as more YouTube content and filming. And then once we get our show off the ground, focus on that as well. So another kind of one of my, let's a little bit, let's stick to the wealth goals. I separate mine into health, wealth, love, and happiness. So doubling my current investments is a big one. I just want to double what I've already got. And then another one is to have a 650 credit score. I just recently hit 700. And so it's time to pay down you know, a little bit more debt. I've got a bunch of cards that I basically don't use. I just use to have a jacked up total limit. 
And so as my score, as, as my score ages, as my credit health, as my credit, my total time within credit ages, right? I want to be able to work into those higher tier credit card systems. I won't really go into it too much because I'm not, I'm not a credit expert, but there are ways to kind of hack credit where if you know you have some big spending coming up, you can get a specific card, you know, pay it down because you were already planning on spending that money. And then you use those cards for the benefits that they provide whether it's like travel or this or that or you know whatever it might be I'm still pretty new to the credit hacking game so getting my credit score over 750 I just got into it starting with the chase system and so I'm just kind of starting down that road myself so we can jump into kind of the health aspect of things. You guys might know, if you know me, you know that I really, really prioritize health. Sometimes, to my own detriment, <laughs> I will. I'll cut jobs loose. Like I'll cut them early because I got to go work out. I got to go run. Like I have to do this. And so my goals last year were a little too specific. I mentioned those on the chance, the last chance episode. So this year, it's going to be just... Six out of seven days, either working out, which in my definition is like hitting the gym. I'm a big gym guy. I love going to the place. I love getting into that state of mind, you know, pumping that iron or cardio. As you know, I'm also a big runner, love running. And so six out of seven days doing one of those two things. Sometimes it's hard. I've even, you know, I've been slack in the last few days. And this is not a resolution for me. I mean, this is kind of normal life, but it's usually, it's been like three or four days out of seven. And so I need to bump those rookie numbers up. You know what I mean? So six out of seven days, lifting or cardio. Another big one for me for health is to return to wild game being my main protein. Last year, it was like specific. You will kill two bull elk and one bear, and your dad's going to kill one too. Well, you know, the last part, they have to want it for themselves. You know what I mean? So I just want to return to elk. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I do, I do want to return to elk being my main protein. That stuff never gets old. Chance and I talked about how we could eat the same meal every day for the rest of our life. I don't remember exactly what his was, but I could eat elk steak and rice, maybe like an egg in there, for the same like dinner every day forever. It is fantastic, but they're really hard to get. So don't start elk hunting. It's way too hard. <laughs> So my main target this year is to return to wild meat being my main protein, whether that is deer, elk, preferably. I have a uh, cow elk hunt that's coming up here in about a month, as a matter of fact, up in Oregon. Pretty excited about that. Nothing too exciting. Not a bow hunt. It's a rifle hunt on private land. I, I really just need the meat. I feel like 85% of my real self. You know, and what I mean by that is I feel like I was two years ago. Now, last year, eating elk almost every single day, I felt my maximum was increased past what I thought was 100%. It was probably 85 
And then it actually got jacked up to that 100%. I felt freaking great. I was stacked on muscle, man. So a lot of people call elk or just most wild game, nature's performance enhancing drugs, nature's PEDs. Man, it, ugh, dude, it supercharges you. As Joe says, it's like eat, you're, <laughs> you're basically eating a super athlete. <laughs> and that is the truth. They walk that humongous 500, if you're a cow, to 800, if you're a bull, pound frame, miles and miles every single day. They move all of that weight. And so their muscle is so tightly knit, so densely packed. There's so much good protein in that stuff. And it tastes so good. Dude, I'm sorry for all of you Eastern folk. Deer is not that good. It's good, don't get me wrong. But I mean, it does not hold a candle to elk. But remember, they're hard, so don't worry about them. <laughs> but, you know, in other aspects, so like turkey. There's a lot of wild turkey. And turkey is delicious. Wild turkey. The best turkey I've had to this day in my life was cooked by a friend of mine. Shout out to UB Guyberson. And it was a wild bird that we had taken. And it was far better than any farm-raised bird I've ever had. Now, he is a classically, in the sense of the word, trained chef. He went to school. Maybe it was just a semester. Anyway, <laughs> Anyway, that turkey was fantastic. It's absolutely incredible. So I want to eat more turkey. I'm not really a big fish guy. I'm really not. I find fishing incredibly boring. Now, if we're catching, now that's exciting. Fishing, not so exciting. You know, people are like, it's a therapy. And I get that. Trust me, I totally get it. Working out or flying my bird, that's kind of my... Well, you know, working out inside, but flying my bird, that's my like outdoor therapy. That's where I get my relaxation, my time in the sun that isn't work, you know, get my vitamin D, gets my blood pumping because I'm excited because this, you know, this same thing as like, you know, netting a, or not netting, landing, no, hooking, right? Hooking, hooking a fish. Like you got a fish on the line, like it tugs, you know, I know nothing about fishing. Anyway. It's that same excitement, little thrill. And so I want to get back to wild protein as my main protein. Wild game is my main protein. So now on to the love aspect. I am not well versed in this area. That's why my goals in this area are to just, is to learn how to love people better, you know? Honestly, like put others before myself, which I've had a hard time doing my whole life. Uh, so that's what I'm working on. I want to be able to love my neighbor as you love yourself. You know, a golden rule. Treat others how you would like yourself to be treated. And another big one, really, really big one that I've failed out year in and year out is to become a better leader than I was the day before. I'm just... I mean, I think that it's in there. I think leadership, it's within my capacity to do properly. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I just got to study as well as trusting in God's direction for my life and becoming who I want to be. And so health, wealth, love, 
And then all of those combined, those powers combined, creates Voltron. Or like, you know, um, Megazord. (laughs) And then the last category for me is happiness. So one of my big issues I find is really, really bad case of grass is always greener syndrome. And, you know, that's a issue with type A's. It certainly can be, which I find myself to be a type A. Always pushing for the next goalpost, always striving for the next target. And unfortunately, what that can lead to is not being happy with the present, not being grateful for what you have right now. So let's say like this, like, so I would be unhappy with my Merlin's flight. Oh, he did this instead of that. When two years ago, all I could think about was flying a Jack Merlin, where I'm flying it, how I'm flying it, and he's doing it. And he's awesome, you know? It's great. And so I have to catch myself and say, Chris, relax. Like, he's flying awesome. Enjoy the moment. How cool was that? How cool was that flight? He missed, or if he's being a little booger, or, you know, if this or that, or if a wild Merlin comes in and scares 90% of the quarry, (laughs) right as you unheard your bird and is about to take flight, that's fine. Dude, you saw a wild Merlin. How cool is that? Look, it's being present and being grateful for where I'm at in life. I find that difficult, unfortunately. So what you need to do, what I need to do, water the grass you're in. And I do, but I don't look at the grass while I'm watering it. I'm trying to get the results on the other side, and I always think that results will make me happy. And I'm not unhappy. Like on any given day, you know, I'm like a solid, anywhere from a 7.5 to an 8 out of 10. So that's pretty dang, you know, that's pretty dang good. I have a great bird. I have a great career that I love. I have an awesome podcast. Shout out to you guys. Really appreciate you. I have a great boss. I have a great family. I have fantastic dogs, you know? I have an awesome truck. It's cool. I get to be the hero every single day. Literally what I do on a daily basis is saving people from wild animals and sometimes saving those animals from people. Like getting a Cooper's Hawk who was stuck in a Home Depot the other day. He couldn't find his way out. She, excuse me. So I got her out, made sure she was healthy. Then she was able to go, go her way. She took off after a few minutes of orienting, went up into a thermal and took off, flew out, probably to go to get some water. She was probably a little thirsty. So that is probably my most important inner goal to myself as far as achieving happiness and contentedness in the moment. Being present and grateful for everything I have this second. That's that's that one. Another one in my happiness is getting the podcast to a thousand downloads per episode. <laughs> so hey, I really appreciate if you would share this with one of your friends who you think would think it's awesome, you know, either learning about my falconry or falconry in general or wildlife or me, Michael, and Chance's shenanigans. We have some pretty awesome stuff down the pipeline and that leads me to my last one getting to go to St. Louis as well as other places to see family and visiting the headquarters once a month to record content and spend time with Michael, Chance, Michael's wife, Chance's lovely mother, Bonnie, 
and the whole rest of the WCC crew in St. Louis. So that basically wraps up my 2022 goals. At least what I've written down. Now, <laughs> what do I want to do? I want to kill freaking 300 birds with Daniel. That's not possible. <laughs> I mean, it is possible. I'm starting like two and a half months earlier this year because I've, it took me forever to get him going. Self-inflicted, you know, so to speak. And I am... Like I said, like I said, two and a half months earlier, I got up going like mid-January last year, and we only hunted for about three-ish months. So I'm going. You know, we've caught. I don't know. I don't keep count. I don't care about my kill count. And fortunately, that is a level of being content that I've been focusing on, and I've been able to achieve. Don't count it. There's no need in counting. <laughs> Just be happy that you're catching every day and you're getting to watch your bird exercise in a really kick-ass way. I want to kill another bull elk, two actually, <laughs> with my bow this year. And by golly, I'm going to freaking do everything in my power to make it happen. As well as maybe with a rifle in Nevada. My most important thing is I make it happen in Nevada. I love my home state. I will be a Nevadan as long as I possibly can. I love hunting there, and especially this one specific unit, which I'm not going to name. <laughs> it's not even like a trophy unit. It really is not. I've just been there multiple years in a row, and so I'm starting to learn it pretty well. And if I kind of play the point system, it's you can't even play it. It's just more just like timing this and timing that. Like I hunted there one year, hunted there the next year, hunted again the year after that. So... If I play the point system, you know, I could like hunt cows one year in the same unit, hunt like spike elk the following year in the same unit, and then, you know, kind of alternate. If I really just want to learn that unit and hunt there as much as I possibly can, that would be the way to do it. And heck, I mean, maybe push it the other way, which is getting uh, other types of tags in that same unit, you know, like a deer tag, like a buck or doe deer tag in that unit, I would still be able to go back there, hunt those same areas, and that would be pretty awesome. I love that unit. What else is just another one? If, I, if I'm just being blunt, I mean, the podcast to a thousand downloads per episode, uh, I think that I can, I can make that happen. I am seeing growth. Again, like I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys, and I'm not stopping. Like if you've seen the Wolf of Wall Street, I'm not freaking leaving. The show goes on. <laughs> uh, that's about it, y'all. If you have any questions on how to finalize your 2022 goals, don't call them resolutions because resolutions can be broken. Like, I'm never going to eat a donut the entire year or no pizza. Dude, that is how you fail right off the bat. And so that is not as important as setting targets, goalposts, that you could slowly work towards and achieve as the days, as the weeks, and the months go on into the year. That's more important, I find. That's how you really lock down certain things and achieve those goals to make yourself a more awesome you. What I'm trying to do is set 40-year-old Chris up for absolute success, for being able to fly whenever he wants, flying twice a day, you know, 
being able to podcast and record for the awesome TV show that we're going to have. And by golly, maybe have a family. That would be great. If I don't, I promised somebody that I would marry them. <laughs> by 40. I got 10 years. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't. Oh my gosh. I have nine. Oh, shoot. Yeah. It's my birthday in a few days here, guys. <laughs> I'll be 31. <sighs> okay. <laughs> On that note, thank you guys for listening. You are awesome. I really appreciate you. And as you heard in the intro for today, we are getting a freaking coupon code for Wildlife Command Center Coffee. The podcast first coupon code. Let's go. Affiliate marketing for the win. So... That is probably going to be free shipping on all Wildlife Command Center coffee orders. And I think that's what we're going to work out. So you'll put stuff in your cart and then you'll go to your cart and then you there will be a place where you can put your code in and we'll add that in and you'll get free shipping or some sort of discount. Pretty excited for that. Ugh, I'm excited to start that journey as well. Alrighty, guys. Thanks again for listening. Please leave me an awesome review if you can, if you're on iTunes and five stars. If you're on Spotify, leave me five stars as well or Amazon such and such. No idea how they do it, but I'm sure there is some sort of review aspect to their system. Thanks again for listening to the Wildlife Command Center podcast. I am your host, Chris Starr. Have a great one. God bless. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. This is Michael Baran, aka Bare Hands Baran. Make sure you go now to Discovery Plus, download our reality TV show, Bare Hands Rescue, where we are out there every day rescuing people from wild animals. It is entertaining, it is engaging, and it is informative. Download it today and listen for our next podcast.